Hello, all. Happy Easter Sunday. It is I, Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture. I hope you are all having a lovely Easter. Uh, well, pretty much Easter's done since it's the wee evening hours of the day. Um, and I just got home. I didn't really do much because, um, well, I had my second vaccine shot on Saturday. So yesterday, I felt fine, but then uh, Sunday I woke up and I was just so fatigued and exhausted as, you know, th- those are one of the side effects. And I just had no energy. It was depleted of energy, but I, take my, I had to take my dog to get a um, Bordetella shot, a little Bordetelli. So I took my dog and then I came home and I was just like, ugh, I can't. So my body is just relaxing and healing. Um, but hey, I mean, I can't believe I'm double vaccinated. I'm so grateful and excited, I'm sure, as everyone else who is also. Um, but yeah, so I was pretty much, uh, out of service for, for this fabulous Easter Sunday, but that's okay because I've had many other fabulous Easter Sundays. Um, and, um, what else? Yeah, it's weird because, well, actually I love when there are holidays in LA because the street, the city pretty much empties out. People go out of town and the streets are empty and there's no traffic, which is great. So it's a great day to get errands done. Um, which is that way around all holidays too, which is simple. I don't vibe, if I, if I may say so myself. Um, but aside from that, right now I am in my apartment, my new place. I am watching Friends and I've been on a Friends kick. I, I like to go like every five, six months without watching an episode and then I get really into it and then I watch a season or two and then I take a break and then get into it. It's like a rotating schedule with other shows, which is, um, which is simply fabulous. But I will say, last night, Saturday night, well, two nights ago, because it's Monday, I watched the rom-com 27 Dresses, which I have not seen since 2008 when I graduated high school. And it was just the content upper I really needed to watch with Katherine Heigl, James Marston, Malin Ackerman, um, of course, from The Comeback, which is fabulous. And it's such a good movie. And I haven't seen it, I actually think, since 2008 when I saw it in movie theaters with my friend Faith. Um, and it was such a good movie, and I forgot it. And, you know, Katherine Heigl used to be, like, the, the rom-com queen. Um, 27 Dresses, uh, Knocked Up, and a bunch of other good movies. But, um, yeah, if you want to watch it, it's on HBO Max. And there is this Godzilla and King Kong movie that people are saying is good. Um, I don't know if I'm in the movie to watch a monster horror movie right now, but I definitely want to check it out. Hold on one second. I have to have a sip of ginger ale because I'm, like, feeling, you know, drained. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh, ginger ale, lifesaver. But um, have you guys been vaccinated yet, double vaccinated? Because if so, I personally had the Pfizer vaccine. And first time around, I had a sore arm and I was just like, you know, fever. Second time around, I just felt like I was hit by a truck, basically. I felt, I was so tired. I literally couldn't get out of bed this morning, which never happens. I love to wake up in the morning and just, you know, hop in the shower and get my day going. But today, I literally could not even physically move to go pee-pee. So like, this is crazy. And then, you know, I, I had a bit of st- the stomach bubbles, um which is totally a me thing. I have a very sensitive stomach anyway, so. But that was pretty much my weekend, so I'm very grateful to everyone for getting vaccinated, and I hope you all had a great Easter. Um, But aside from that, I have four stories for you today. Um, They're not the most thrilling, exciting stories, because I feel like not a lot actually happened this weekend. And I was thinking twice about um, recording an episode, but I thought, you know, I don't want to get too behind. And I want to do my you know, two for five, two for five, two, like, which is five episodes, two weeks in a row straight, you know, I want to keep that record. And I did that a couple of weeks ago. And then I like fell off the bandwagon because I was moving and stuff. And, you know, my schedule got really busy, but this is my priority. So I'm going to make my vow right now to do five episodes this week and five episodes next week. And then, you know, we'll see where I'm at because then I might need a break. <laughs> but yeah, so aside from that, 
Also, I'm really sorry if my energy is totally drained. It's just, I don't, I don't know if you guys have had the vaccine. It's like getting a flu shot, you know, you just, you feel so drained and your body is just so tired. But that's okay, because um, sometimes, you know, sometimes you ain't feeling it, in the words of Jackie Harry. By the way, I love Jackie Harry. I don't know if you guys watch Sister Sister. Jackie Harry was Lisa Landry on Sister Sister, which is on Netflix, by the way. It's literally one of the greatest shows ever, and when it came on in 2020... I watched every episode, and I was literally screaming, crying, because it's one of my favorite shows ever. I used to watch it after school, I think in middle school, uh, with he and Tamara Maori and um, Marquis, Marcus Houston and Jackie Harry, who was literally the funniest person on earth. And um, I, you know, whenever I watch a show, I like to watch a lot of interviews with the actors, and one of the things that Jackie was saying was, in terms of technique, you know, because she's so funny, she's just, you know, you're not feeling it every day. You really, you go to work, and sometimes you just don't feel you your energy drained or whatever, but as long as you know your technique you know, you can do it, which is basically like this in a way. Um, you know, sometimes I really just don't feel like it or I'm just totally drained or have other things going on. But you know what? I know how to do it, which is why it is my job. So aside from that, let's get into our first story of the day. And that is a fabulous story. That's to do with queen icon, belter extraordinaire Mariah Carey. And this is from page six. Mariah Carey belts out a high note after getting covid vaccine i mean only only the queen would belt out a high note after getting vaccinated i mean that's just fabulous me i was like crawling to my car because i was so tired it was like ow 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 my arm but mariah carey sings like an opera so like what the hell um mariah carey documented the moment she received her first dose of the covid19 vaccine wrapping saturday session with her iconic with one of her iconic high notes Taking to Instagram, the 52-year-old singer posted a 90-second video chronicling her vaccination experience, which included a shriek after a medical professional administered the shot. Vaccine side effect, colon, G6, which is the note she had. Carrie captioned the clip in the video. And excited and nervous, Carrie also reflected on the journey thus far. Quote, here we are all the way from that first post washing my hands with the with Rock and Row, her two kids, in New York. Trying to encourage people to be really safe, Carrie said of a March 2020 clip with her nine-year-old twins, daughter Monroe and Moroccan. Uh, quote, you know, we're still in this battle together, she continued. Carrie later attempted to put her hand on her hip as a medical professional rated, ready to give her the vaccine, but she was told to relax her arm. Can you imagine a nurse telling Mariah Carey to relax her arm? I can't, she's such a diva. Um, quote, I'm filming, that's the problem. I'm filming my stance, Carrie said. Once the shot was administered, Carrie clapped and quipped about the lack of blood see i've proven my point i'm actually a vampire she said we're all in this together as we've said carrie concluded love you much in addition to carrie steve martin al roker and dolly Parton are among the celebrities who have detailed their covid19 vaccine experiences with the fan with fans and last month amy schumer put on her fanciest dress a gold sequin long sleeve mini to receive her shot yeah you should see the video it's so funny um it's really interesting because sometimes some celebrities are being some celebrities excuse me are being really transparent about when they receive their vaccine and others are not, which is totally fine. I understand that. I mean, when I got it, I posted it on my Instagram story because I'm one of the people, because I want, you know, I want everyone to heal. I want to be around my friends and family again, even though, you know, I had not the best side effects as a result of getting the shots, but you know, that's okay. Um, it's, you know, your immune system yeah, readying itself, building itself up. But then I know a lot of people, I read an article in the New York Times this weekend about why so many people, young people are freaked out about getting the vaccine or specifically the second shot because it's like well known, specifically the Pfizer vaccine, which is the one I happen to have. Um, there are side effects which, you know, are pleasant, but everyone's saying, you know, you just got to push through it. And some people don't even have side effects and those people are really, really lucky. I was not one of those people. Um, but love to see Mariah Carey, um, 
you know, belting those high notes after receiving the vaccine, and she's a queen, and I literally love her, stand her, and she's, that's literally why she is the icon that she is. Okay, second story of the day is about um, another set of queens and kings that are in the United States, that is Beyonce and Jay-Z, and this story is from E! News. Remember when Beyonce and Jay-Z threw the most exclusive wedding of all time? It literally just seems like just yesterday that they got married. I remember Beyonce was on Oprah, and uh, I don't know what year it was, um... It was 2000, and I'm sure this article will tell us. Anyway, she was on Oprah, and Oprah was, like, pressing her about details of the interview. And she was like, you just feel comfortable telling me what you do. And Beyonce said, I did. And it was so funny. It was, like, Beyonce being just the queen that she is. They're literally the most – I, I mean, personally speaking, I think that they're one of the most um, powerful couples in the musical business. Music. Musical. Music. Um, I'm just trying to think. What other music powerhouse couples – I know Faith Hill and – uh, another country star, I believe we're married. And then there's Trisha Yearwood, who's married to someone. I, I only know who that is because I'm, I personally don't listen to country music. No shade, I just don't listen to it. But I really like the Food Network show. And I know Wendy Williams was on an episode. Anyways, I digress. Let's read the article and then we'll dissect. They almost got away with it. Ready to make, ready to make their romance. Official six years in, Beyonce and Jay-Z had set a date April 4th, a nod to their shared love of number four and their September 4th and December 4th birthdays. Interesting. In an ultra-exclusive VIPs-only location, his seventh floor, 13,500-square-foot penthouse in New York City's spendy Tribeca neighborhood. She had a dress, he chose a tux, and a whole team at their disposal, the 51-time Grammy winners. Oh my gosh, 51. Um, the 51-time Grammy winners, the very definition of a power couple. It was easy enough to pull together the flowers, the DJ, the tent, and all Sunday wedding requisites. Um, sun-dry wedding requisites. Uh, there was just one small but very crucial detail that needed tending to. Trying to quietly procure the necessary marriage license just ahead of the 24 hours before deadline. They traveled to Scarsdale, New York, some 25 miles north of his city digs on April 1st in hopes of flying under the radar. Um, somehow, though, they forgot they were Beyonce and Jay-Z. Naturally, the Destiny's Child frontwoman turned pop and R&B superstar and her billionaire hip-hop and everything under the sun. Mogul Beyonce were spotted entering the Scarsdale Village Hall shortly after its 9 a.m. Um, opening. News outlets did some quick detective work, and the race was on to uncover any and all information about the marriage of two of music's biggest players. It's really interesting that... Beyonce and Jay-Z, because of who they are, they're so high-profile that they couldn't go... Uh, they couldn't send someone to go and get their marriage license, but hey, it's just like stars are just like us. You know, they want to do the whole process themselves. And um, I mean, there I'm sure there are many ways that they could have gone about it. Wigs, uh, you know, disguises. But, you know, everyone wants to go through that process, I assume. Um, turns out we could have just waited for the joint 2014 on the run tour. The couple treating fans to images and even a video from the day only 40 guests had joined. Oh my gosh. But with the world assuming the couple would keep their big moment as ultra-private as they kept their relationship, refusing to even confirm that they were together until after they'd released their fairy telling O3, Bonnie and Clyde, and Crazy in Love on that day, no detail was tiny and breathless, too tiny to breathlessly report. A massive tent had been erected on the 3,000-square-foot patio of Jay's penthouse, a collection of flowers, 70,000 of Beyonce's favorite white orchids shipped from Thailand, so fancy, were delivered, followed by a collection of um, candelabras and an SUV bursting with AV equipment. Finally, the sedans containing their equally famous guests arrive. Um, uh, Michelle Williams and Kelly Rowland, who of course were part of Destiny's Child, Gwyneth Paltrow, Chris Martin, Tina Lawson, Beyonce's mom were there. Um, Beyonce's dress is just the most beautiful ever. 
It's interesting. I do wonder because obviously since six years, Beyonce and Jay-Z have become even more famous and wealthier. I just wonder if they'd have the same wedding or, you know, weddings now are probably so different than weddings back then because, you know, the styles are always changing much like condos and houses and, you know, whatnot. Uh, But I remember that time. It was so, it was so, it was like, you know, just the most iconic ever. And I love, I love that Jay-Z and Beyonce, even though they were super private about their wedding, I love that they were so open about, you know, his infidelity and that Lemonade song and, you know, the inner workings of their marriage. I think that's great. You know, they're willing to share with their fans who are so invested in them and love to see it. So congratulations to the happy married couple. um, And I just love it. Good for them. Okay. Um, Third story has to do with... It's a bit controversial. So I'm not going to put a trigger warning because it's not... Well, okay. It's about Cher and she made a... She tweeted something with regards to the late George Floyd as... You all know who that is. I'm not even going to explain because if you don't, then you should know who that is. Um, and uh, she was, I guess, in her feelings and tweeted something that mm, I don't want to say came off as tone deaf, but it definitely sparked a bit of, um, I don't know, I don't want to say outrage, but response. So let's read it and we'll, you know, whatever. This is from page six. Cher apologized. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Um, Cher slammed um, on social media for George Floyd tweet. Cher might want to turn back time after getting roasted on Twitter Friday night when she said um, she was watching the Derek Chauvin murder trial and wondering and was wondering if she could have helped George Floyd had she been in Minneapolis at the time. Quote, was talking with mom and she said, I watched trial of policeman who killed George Floyd and cried, Cher tweeted. I said, mom, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I kept thinking maybe if I'd been there, I could have helped. The 74-year-old singer took heat from any size, accusing her of being a, quote, white savior and making the death of Floyd all about her. Um, Cher, this is a response from someone, quote, um, Cher, I think you're great and all, but this ain't it. George Floyd's murder isn't about you. Don't make it about you and don't inadvertently insult the traumatized witnesses who were there and did their damnedest to save his life, tweeted somebody. Another person tweeted, quote, if the firefighter EMS who tried to intervene didn't succeed, you sure had no chance. What a post. Mind-boggling. Do you think you have some kind of magical power? Police would not allow anyone to interfere in their business. Okay, and there's another part to this story I'm going to read you, but I'm first going to respond to that. I, I totally understand where she's coming from, and I I don't... First of all, who knows if the policeman would have even known that was Cher. And I think she may have been saying... I don't think she was saying because of who I am, I could have done it. I think she may have actually been saying I have maybe certain words of wisdom and... You know, I have a certain passion for, or I have a, I have a talent for, t- well, the, clearly this was a very, very, uh, very dark situation with a lot of tension going on. But also, I think truly the only person that could have had the power to stop this, given the fact that the one of the responses was absolutely right, there was an EMT there, and even if they couldn't stop it, who could have, would be, um, you know, President Biden, President Obama, Maybe the the chief police, whoever was um, Derek Chauvin's boss at the time, um, who may have handled the situation entirely differently, which I'm sure they would have. Um, but yeah, so it's it's an interesting take. But Cher is also very known for being uh, outspoken, candid, honest, open. So I totally understand where she's coming from, but I also totally understand the people who are responding because it's a very, it's tough, and it's um, I don't know what your opinions are. I, I just am sort of trying to see it from both sides but it's obviously her response to a very because i don't think Cher in any way is trying to say she's a savior and she's certainly in no way um she's a huge icon in the gay community and 
equality and whatnot. So I totally, you know, everybody knows that. But I think, I don't know. Okay, let's see if there's any more responses. Um, another another Twitter user said, Shara is constantly helping all communities more than most. So it kind of, if a kind of lady, <laughs> that's so shady. If a kind of lady wishes she were there to help, I don't see the harm. Calm down. And this leads us to our next story. This is also from Paige Chick. Cher apologizes for George Floyd tweets that sparked criticism. Um, Cher says she is, quote, truly sorry after claiming she could have prevented George Floyd's death and was accused of having a, quote, white savior complex. The songstress 74 admitted that she realized that she hurt people by, quote, hurt people, quote, by not knowing everything. That's not appropriate to say. I know people apologize when they're in a jam, but, um, emoji, to God, I'm truly sorry if I upset anyone in the black community. I know my heart. Um... And there you go, just like that. She amends the situation by owning up to it, which is what you do when you make a mistake. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think she was had any malicious intent. I think she was probably just in her feelings, and she just said she didn't know. And when you don't know something and you admit to um, your fault, then you apologize and then you move on with it. If 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 you're if what you're saying is not like racist or bigoted or you know cancel culture worthy. But um, yeah, I, I totally understand. Um, you know, she she seems like a passion, passionate, excuse me, queen, who um, just you know wanted to uh, do what's best for the very, very, very uh, tough situation that is what is going on in the uh, news today. Um, now those are the four stories I had picked out for you guys today, and I'm just I was scouring the internet just now a moment ago to see if there are any other stories worthy of our time, but they're all very generic, basic stories, and I like you know to report about the hard hitting news, and hopefully there are some you know Monday going into Tuesday because that's what I love to do and get really fired up and passionate. But I do have to say, as I said in the beginning of the episode, I am so drained, I am so tired, and I feel just completely fatigued because I am recovering from the second Pfizer COVID shot, and I highly suggest everybody to sign up when you can, if you can. Because we want everyone to be safe, and we want everyone to be able to live their lives um, in a you know semi-normal way once again. Uh, but I mean, Doctor Fauci said there is pretty much a chance that we'll life will go back to normal. I mean, we'll probably be wearing masks for a while, but the word "normal"—I've never loved that word more. And I to- I usually am not the type of person that you know <laughs> subscribes to the word "normal," but um, "normal" sounds pretty good right now. But that's just my opinion. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I am Andrew DeVitri, the Mistress of Pop Culture. I extend my gratitude to all of you who listen in weekly, daily, um, and listen to my nonsense, my pish-posh nonsense. Now, I'm going to go back to watching Friends, and maybe I'm even going to watch a movie because, you know, that's what I just want to do on this Sunday night. Um, Have a great, great, great start to your week. Um, You can uh, stream or subscribe to my podcast on Apple, Spotify, CastBox Radio, Google Podcast, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone, um, and many other apps, but my brain's not working. It's bad. It's bad. Um, all right, everybody, take care. Have a good one. Chat soon. Bye bye.